Good afternoon, Shaw, and welcome to St. George's Church for this national service of remembrance for the 50th anniversary of the Summerland tragedy. We welcome today His Excellency, Sir John and Lady Lorimer, the Worshipful, the Mayor of Douglas, Councillor Byron Tier, Chief Minister, and other distinguished guests. But in particular, we welcome all of you here today and also those joining via live stream who have been personally affected and touched by the Summerland tragedy, whether directly or indirectly. Today you come filled with emotion, you have memories, and it's a time of remembrance. During this service we will remember by name all those who lost their lives on the 2nd of August in 1973. And a newly commissioned Summerland Book of Commemoration will be presented and dedicated in their memory, to which you will be able to add your own personal reflections at the end of this service. You may have noticed too these beautiful flower arrangements. They contain 50 cream roses to remember each of the 50 who died. We will remember too the survivors, the members of the emergency services, the medical teams, and all for whom the memories of that night and the aftermath remain. Praying that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will be with us. So let us for a moment at the start of this service, just sit in silence and quiet reflection as we dedicate the memory of those who were lost and those who survived to God. We stand to sing our first hymn, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. Forgiven, evermore, praises. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, who died and was raised to the glory of God the Father. Grace and mercy be with you. Sit or kneel to pray. We look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Today we come together to remember before God all who died so tragically in the Summerland fire, to give thanks for those who were rescued and those who rescued them and cared for them in the aftermath. Acknowledging the memories and grief that remain, praying for peace and asking God's protection. Gracious Father, in darkness and light, in trouble and in joy, Help us to trust your love, to serve your purpose, and to praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of his glory in the face of Christ. As we acknowledge our human frailty, we call to mind our sins of word, deed, and omission, and confess them before God, our Father. Lord Jesus, you have shown us a way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word is a light to our path. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the good shepherd, leading us into everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. May the God of love bring you back to himself, forgive you your sins, and assure you of his eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The reading is from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is wormwood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. For the Lord will not reject forever. Although he causes grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance 
of his steadfast love, for he does not willingly afflict or grieve anyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In my job, you come to expect the unexpected. I, of course, expected to be here with you today to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Summerland anniversary. I did not perhaps expect to be exposed to the level of depth and understanding that I now have. It has been incredibly intense and powerful to have listened to the stories and the experiences of those present at Summerland on that fateful evening. I have heard firsthand about the pain and the suffering, the flashbacks, and indeed, in some cases, the lifelong physical and mental scars. It has been truly humbling. And thank you for sharing such personal experiences with me and with others. Today will bring with it, I'm sure, a different meaning for so many people. I've learned that everybody carries their own personal memories of this tragedy. We cannot expect necessarily to heal the scars, but I hope at least that by joining together in the way that we have, we can all extend the hand of friendship and support and provide, I hope, the foundations to keep moving forward together. Fifty lives. 
it's not just the parity of those numbers. It's, I suppose, also the roundness of, of those numbers that make me think that this is an experience that is universal, an experience that is overwhelming, an experience that is, in some sense, all-encompassing. Fifty years and fifty lives. Half a century and half a hundred lives. Express it as you will. We know that one of the first alarms on that evening came from the captain of a ship a couple of miles out at sea who contacted the Coast Guard and said, it looks as if the whole of the Isle of Man is on fire. And perhaps from out at sea, it did look like that. And perhaps too, for those who were most deeply affected by it, it might almost have been that it was so. It might almost have been like that. It was such an overwhelming and all-encompassing experience that it could only be understood in those universal terms. For our scripture reading today, we chose from the Jewish scriptures, from the Christian Old Testament, the book of Lamentations. Lament or lamentation is a universal human experience. It always has been, and until the coming of the kingdom, it always will be, for whatever reason. And on that particular occasion, those verses from Lamentation were written by the people of Israel, ascribed to the prophet Jeremiah, on the occasion of the capture of Jerusalem by the Babylonians in the year 596 BC. And then, ten years after that, the destruction of the city and the destruction of the temple. That was perhaps the greatest catastrophe that that particular civilization, that nation, that culture could imagine. That was the most catastrophic event possible. And out of that came those words from the Book of Lamentation that were read to us just now. And yet, curiously, there remains, even within those words, something of hope, something of grace, and something of faithfulness. We might say that when something as catastrophic as that happens, it leaves indeed a scar. It leaves the deepest of scars upon a nation, a people, a place, upon all who experience that event. And sometimes too, it takes time for that scar to become visible. It takes time for it to settle down and for us even to be able to speak of it or articulate it. And so we find, for example, in things like some of the most famous war poetry, it may perhaps take a decade, two decades or more, to find its place, to settle down, for that experience to be understood and articulated. And that, I suggest, is where we find ourselves today as we look back on the perspective of 50 years, as we reflect on those lives. And, as has been said, for some of us we have had these profound 
conversations and moments with victims and survivors. And perhaps that helps us indeed to let it find its place and settle down. But it can only do that once it has been understood, reflected on and articulated for what it is. So there are some things that we can do today and there are some things that we cannot do. We cannot undo what happened 50 years ago. But we can offer our lament. We can offer our deepest lament and grief and sorrow and sadness. We cannot negate those losses of life and those life-changing injuries. But for those who suffered them, we can honour them. We can honour those people and thank them for their courage and for their witness. And we cannot perhaps heal that scar entirely. But in doing these things, we can enable something of that progress at least to take place. And what we can do most of all is to remember. To remember that it happened. But not just to remember as an act of the mind, but to remember, if I can put it like this, as an act of love, as an act of faith, as an act of grace and generosity and wishing in as far as it is possible for those of us who were not there to stand with those of you who were there and to share with you in that profoundest sorrow and sadness. That, perhaps, is as much as we can do. And yet, I believe that that is also a great thing to do. And from those of us who were not there to those of you who were, perhaps that is the gift that we can offer you today. And you may choose to accept it, and I hope that you will, or you may choose not to, and I would understand that if that were the case. It can only be understood by those who were there and who were bereaved, injured, or had whatever life-changing encounter with it. But to all of you, we would say, we stand with you in your sorrow, and we offer you our prayers and our love. At the end of that reading from Lamentations, there was indeed hope. And the writer, even in that midst of that catastrophe, could say, for all of that, I know that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new with each returning day. And may this day be a sign of mercy and of God's returning grace and of God's gifts to us. In a few moments, we will dedicate the Book of Commemoration. And that becomes a memorialization of that event, a memorialization that contains those 50 names. And that will be blessed and dedicated and offered before God as our offering both to God and to you, the survivors. And within that, there is that remembrance that I spoke of a moment ago, which I understand to be much deeper than simply remembering something that happened in the past. If I look in the scriptures for the word remembrance, I find that it is not just about looking back. It is also about looking forward, about looking ahead. 
to the person dying with him on Good Friday who said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The response was, this day you will be with me in paradise. Remember, meaning not just think of, but think of with love, think of with grace, think of with care. And those words that the church speaks every day when it celebrates the communion, the Eucharist, the Mass, the Last Supper, the words of the Lord to do this, to take bread and wine in remembrance of me. Not just so that we don't forget, but rather that we may abide with him, that we may be with him always. And if we have a religious faith, then we must surely say that those people whom God has created, whom God has known and loved, remain known and loved by God even after death. If we believe that God brings us into being, then we believe too that God knows us and loves us after death in this life and that God calls us to something beyond, something much greater. And that is the offering of faith that I set before us this day. Fifty years, fifty lives. We have with us our uniformed colleagues from the emergency services and we reflect on the work that their predecessors did 50 years ago, on the work that they did that saved them from being a greater loss of life. I see members of the congregation of St. George's who on that evening were there when the church hall for this parish was used as the mortuary. I see other people who, for whatever reason, will have had a connection with the events of that evening. All of that we offer to God. We offer it to Almighty God. And we do so to honour and to love and to remember. Not just because that is the last thing that we can do for the survivors and victims, but because it is also the greatest.
glorious Lord, all things are sanctified and enlightened and made perfect by your love and power. Be merciful to us and bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us, that what we do now may please you and show forth the honour of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Bishop, will you receive this book of commemoration in remembrance of all who lost their lives in the Summerland tragedy on the 2nd of August 1973 and dedicate it to the glory of God? I gratefully receive this book of commemoration. Let us pray. In the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, I dedicate this book of commemoration to the glory of God and in memory of all those who lost their lives in the Summerland tragedy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. 
Let's join together in prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, as we gather together this afternoon for this special poignant service, you, knowing all things, will appreciate that many of us are finding it difficult. We are aware, Father, that the way in which you created us was to give us a memory. And we thank you for this gift when it provides us with thoughts of good times, happy days when the sun was shining and the skies were blue. And then we value our memory as a real blessing. Equally, however, our memory can give us recollections of dark times, stormy times, times of shock, desolation and despair. It is here in these times, Lord, that we really need your help. And so it is this afternoon, for we have come together to recall the dreadful tragedy which unfolded on this island 50 years ago, on the 2nd of August 1973, the Summerland Fire. And here we need your help, your support, your reassurance, and your comfort as we remember those who were caught up in what took place that terrible evening. Father, as we look back and remember, we pray for the families of those who lost their lives in the fire. May they be able to remember your great promise of life in eternity for those who trust and believe in you. And whilst they may never get over that which happened on that night, may they be able to come to terms with it. We remember before you those who suffered injury due to the fire, and their families too. And we would ask that you would meet any needs that they may have at this time. We pray for surviving memories and families of the emergency services who bravely faced the fire and who subsequently had to come to terms with the trauma of the horror they witnessed. We recall before you the unsung heroes of that night and to name just two, the off-duty police officer who left his home and went down to control the traffic and pedestrians so that the emergency vehicles could get through and the nurses and the doctors at the hospital who put in extra shifts to cope with the emergency. Just two highlighted here, Lord, but there were many more, and we are grateful for them and for what they did. We offer thanks that an apology has been received from the Isle of Man government. We pray that this will ease the anguish experienced by so many and may smooth away any remaining bitterness. And finally, Father, we pray for ourselves. May this service help each one of us to come to terms with the reality of what happened on that night. May we receive comfort from a realization that every one of us is known to you, Lord, and you love us and want to care for us as if there was just one of us to love and to offer care to. For there is no experience which comes our way, which has not come your way before.
And you do understand all about this world with its sorrows as well as its joys. For in Jesus, you have been here and you're only ever a prayer away. And it is in the name of Jesus that all these prayers are offered. Amen. Amen. We join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So we move now to a time of remembrance for those who died on that day. And I invite now those who will read the names to come forward to the lectern. Let us remember by name those who lost their lives and commend them to God. We remember Frederick John Allen, Francis Mary Allen, Constance Atkins, William Stuart Avis, Anne Barber, Alan Barker, James Hewitt Bramall Bennett, Beryl Bennett, Mary Sarah Boyd, Thomas Brady. Catherine Brady, Mabel Alice Buckledy, John Miller Carson, Richard Cheatham, Elizabeth Cheatham, June Cheatham, Frederick William Glazer, Olive Bertha Glazer, Andrea Margaret Glazer, William Henry Goldsmith. Phoebe Goldsmith, 
William Robert Hamilton, Beryl Anne Hendrick, Anastasia Hughes, Marcia Hughes, Stanley Wiley Kellett, Sean Terence Kelly, Alison Little, Keith Baldwin McEachern, Hubert James Manning, Gladys Mary Manning, Elizabeth Mackenzie, Betty Ann Moulds, Beverly Ann Moulds, Deborah Jane Moulds, Amanda Jean Moulds, Bernard Malcolm Ogden, Margaret O'Hara, Tracy O'Hara, Julie Panther. David Piper, Dennis Arthur Sandford, Elsie Stevens, Alexander Gibson Stevenson, Jean Davis Stevenson, Annie Thistlewood, Kathleen Wilkinson, Gary Martin Williams, and Lorna Bryson Norton. Let us commend those remembered by name to the mercy of God. Almighty God, in your great love, you crafted us by your hand and breathed life into us by your spirit. In your tender mercy, you sent your son to restore in us your image. In obedience to your will, he gave up his life for us, 
bearing in his body our sins on the cross. By your mighty power you raised him from the grave and exalted him to the throne of glory. <coughs> Rejoicing in his victory and trusting in your promise to make alive all who turn to Christ, we commend those whom we remember this day to your mercy and we join with all your faithful people and the whole company of heaven in the one unending song of praise. Glory and wisdom and honor be to our God forever and ever. Amen. <coughs> Sing Love Divine or Love's Excelling.
I'd just like to remind you that um, the memorial book will be here on the altar for you to view and for those of you who wish to make your own um, addition and reflection to this book. The commemoration book will remain in this church, in our memorial chapel here. And maybe if you don't feel you're able to write something today, you might like to come back on another occasion when we will make sure the book is there for you to add those memories. We also have a cruise, cruise bereavement support here today. If any of you feel that you would like to have a chat with them, they're also in the memorial chapel, chapel to my right. Please do stay for refreshments, stay, sit and reflect a while and please do come and look at the book and make your reflection too. I want to thank as well the uh, members of the choir here who've joined us to help us in our singing today. But thank you all very much for being here to what has been a very special and poignant service and an act of remembrance. Neither death nor life can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant to us, Lord God, to trust you not for ourselves alone, but also for those whom we love and are hidden from us by the shadow of death. That as we believe your power to have raised our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, so may we trust your love to give eternal life to all who believe in him. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.